0: The News Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you in association with 888sport.com. Forward slash West Ham and the offer this week is bet ten pounds on West Ham to beat Man City and get three hundred and fifteen pounds back because it's three times the odds on your first bet. James, thoughts. It's worth a wager. <laughs> ten pound bet, triple the odds, three hundred and fifteen pound return if West Ham beat Man City. Easy, this weekend. Easy money that. Yeah. That's 888sport.com forward slash West Ham.
1: Dimitri Payet is certainly a special player. We've seen some more evidence of that tonight, haven't we?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's one of those players that. that I mean, uh, we are not only Dimitri Payet. I mean, you see him today and uh, also in the games in beforehand. But uh, he is that kind of a player that is not uh, only deciding games, whether through his goals or assists. Keyboards and that no 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 not only that he's good in a game he's good he, he's making all other players around him better actually better and more confident which is the best thing that you can have from one player and he's uh, also he's hard working and uh, as I said it's not uh, it's not only him of course but but uh, he was tonight uh, he was
1: brilliant again
3: and now, having got back this morning from another night out with Frank McAvenney, it's the KUMB West Ham Podcast with your hosts, James Longman and Chris Skull.
0: Hello and welcome to the Knees Up by the Brow, West Ham podcast. We join you after a joyous victory over Newcastle last night. And joining us here in the studio, sports broadcaster extraordinaire and crucially West Ham fan, Matthew Lorenzo. Hello chaps. Very nice to be here. Thanks for coming. <laughs> welcome. You I mean, I grew up London tonight watching you. You were the, often the man to break the news to me how badly West Ham were performing. <laughs> it's such an honour to have you here.
2: Uh, thank you very much. I mean, I, yeah, Throughout my broadcasting career, I've been violently neutral towards <laughs> West Ham. You can't help it, can you, really? And uh, I did it all the way through. And I think you can get. I mean, people who say they don't support a football team, but they work in football, they're telling fibs. It's yep. like yeah. referees who say they're neutral. You can't
0: be neutral, can you? And there's nothing wrong with having a <laughs>
4: team.
0: No. Must have, I, 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 I never, wasn't aware of you supporting a team, but obviously, like, you must be hard on you reading out West Ham results <laughs> or yeah. breaking the news of the latest disaster to befell us. Uh, when Tevez
2: and Co arrived, I could not contain myself. Bit, <laughs> I had to pinch myself and say, "Am I actually sitting here? Did I wake up properly?" This that was that was one of the times when I was leaping around the Sky Sports News studio. That was a, a ridiculous headline, but we did well by it. Um, yeah, things like that. It's very difficult to keep tongue in cheek. But as I say, you know, if you, if you don't support a football team, then there's something quietly wrong if you're uh, talking about football or sport.
0: Mm. I think Frank Skinner said that uh, never trust a man who doesn't like football. Yeah. you know, that's a good uh, basis to work on. On this episode, we're going to talk about uh, the Newcastle game, bits through there. We'll be looking at your West Ham ways that have come through. We're also going to have Mark Ward on the podcast a bit later. And uh, a weekend of X-Hammers, James. What's
4: yeah, everyone, every X-Hammer that left us scored. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: Literally everyone scored uh, this weekend. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe that'll just mould into our new feature, The West Ham Way, which we'll be talking about a little later on as well. But let's begin... With some feedback, James, what have you got for us? Well, there's a few little bits.
4: James Maker tweeted in, who listened from his honeymoon in Mauritius, and I love his story. Uh, he was told, whilst walking up, uh, walking up the aisle, down the aisle, up the aisle, uh, that we were 1-0 up against Liverpool. And then during the wedding breakfast, there were shouts of 2-0 and 3-0 from various guests. And he said, it's the icing, of a cake, icing on the cake of an amazing day with new wife, Lucy Maker. Uh, knee Vickers. <laughs> so he got married and had West, a West Ham winner, Anfield, and marriage what a day <laughs> 50-50 <laughs> some the pros lord and cons us, and the lord taketh away making <laughs> well, congratulations uh, to Lucy and to James yeah uh, it's a great and, story ki- yeah Kiwi Hammer sent a good pick of the group of them watching Newcastle yeah, all the older Kiwis have been getting in touch and they're watching yeah. the, the Newcastle match with their group of uh, Flight of the yeah
0: I'm
4: certain Murray was in there
0: watching <laughs> um, and actually Matt we were chatting outside and you, you were saying you're not most up to date with social media but there's I don't know if you're aware there's a a character called ex-West Ham employee he operates on Twitter and he's this anonymous kind of figure and uh, he has he somehow gets all the latest news and gossip and then yesterday when we were at the game James and I were queuing up for a rib roll but then it started raining so we quit and this mysterious ex-West Ham employee spotted me leaving and spotted, spotted us in the rain, like, departing from the rib roll. So this mysterious character, obviously, he walks amongst us. He walks amongst us.
4: He could be in here. He's one. He's an in-the-know, essentially. So he, mm. he tweets all the transfer gossip. So he, he's generally on the money with it all. But nobody knows who he is, including Sounds like the he's club. like he's
2: very ex. I mean, <laughs> he could
4: still be in there. Yeah. yeah. It's like the secret, secret football. I, I yeah. don't know
2: who that is, but I suspect there's about four of them. Yes, working on that. Yeah, um, it's good. You know, it's, it's good. It's something alternative, isn't it? Yes, mm. yeah, it's good. It's- I mean, that's a conspiracy. What if there is actually? It's not
4: just one guy. Secret footballer.
2: Yeah. Oh, I
0: mean, <laughs> what if
2: it's programmed yeah. by the board I mean well, uh, boom, it, if they're in on it that's yeah. a, a whole new conspiracy uh, we
4: did play. ask the the Sullivan kids and they were like we've no idea who he is but it does not mean he's not within oh, the, honey, the plot
0: thickens <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's like it felt a little bit like in Seven with uh, Kevin Spacey as John Doe someone watching and waiting in the shadows
0: <laughs> felt like oh, like we tried to get a rib roll phone booth with Colin Farrell <laughs> that's essentially what it became Excellent. All right. We'll keep your feedback
3: coming in. Uh, we'll, uh here's how you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the show. Email us at podcast at KUMB.com. Join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag KUMBPod. Or why not follow us? Chris is at CJS with a C. James is at Long as One. And Graham, editor of KUMB, is at KUMB.com. If you're on Facebook, be sure to join the KUMB group for all the latest news and gossip. There's also the KUMB forum for all kinds of chatter. Simply go to KUMB.com and click forum. Finally, join the KUMB podcast mailing list. Click this podcast link on KUMB.com and sign up for exclusive content from the studio and be the first to know about upcoming live shows. Come on, you irons. All right, let's do. move on now and talk about the Newcastle game
0: last night, Matt. I mean, uh, as a West Ham fan, it's great to get off the mark at home and the atmosphere at the moment seems very different uh, to what it was last season under Big Sam. How do you feel about all things West Ham at the moment in the light of that victory over Newcastle
2: I think it was terrific I, I was a bit worried having to say um, that we'd lost two home games on the trot, and all we'd done is smash Arsenal and Liverpool away. way of return so I really couldn't predict how that one was going to go but um, I think they did serious business in the transfer window uh, our bench for that game was pretty impressive no yes. matter who they turned out uh, and I thought well you know it's very difficult to look through your West Ham tinted spectacles and be objective but I was never in any doubt I was having to watch it at home because my publicity people are saying for the film which we'll talk about later that you have to tweet all day long where if you go to a game you're going to get a signal so I was sitting there at home tweeting all manner of uh, I was going to use a rude word there but not very intelligent stuff uh, but it looked to me and I, what the point I'm making is that Martin Tyler was obviously selling the game to the neutral because I don't think there was anything neutral about that and as Alan Shearer came out and said you know, they'd been better off playing with 10 men and, and leaving Cissé back on the coach uh, than what happened
4: uh, there was no problem with that I love the fact they had to walk a mile to the ground as well yes Mm. Do you remember Stephen Gerard last? Was it last season that he moaned course, about yeah. parking? And No, that was only like a hundred yards. <laughs> but the, When we got there, Newcastle coach was just turning up, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: I'm fascinated by this. So, did people? Let anyone see them walking the street? Did they just walk down Green Street? How do they? I, they I can't imagine that they could
2: just shift down. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hello, lads. You know, they just yeah. walk
0: past the bowling. pop in, yeah, <laughs>
2: have a quick half, and then carry on. <laughs> I, I can't believe I mean, they must have had some sort of escort. Yeah.
4: Yes because well, when the coach turned up, it had the police escort, and then it, they always have. Tri- it's always difficult reversing the coaches into that car park, mm. which is the main issue. <laughs> I think the players are on it. They kind of just wandered down
0: Can't past do. Ken's caff. I wonder, You'd see the pictures, surely. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I believe that. No, um, but James, excellent result, two 0 Excellent result. Um,
4: it's, as, as Matthew says, the squad depth is really pleasing. Like a week mm. before that transfer uh, window closed, the panic on Twitter and on the forums was immense and suddenly we've got a squad that is exciting and whereas a few weeks ago we looked at a bench and it was all players from last season suddenly we look at a bench we've got new exciting players and we've got options and that's so exciting to see mm. you know bringing on a bit of class bringing on Andy Carroll you know it's so exciting to see so I feel, I feel really good I mean it's good performance there's still defensively we still made a few mistakes and gave them a few too many chances but going forward it looks so exciting
0: how did you think a transfer deadline day went, Matt? Were you pleased with
2: our business? Four very good bits of business there. I was very impressed. I think, yeah, the board are obviously concerned that we've got to be in the Premier League when we go into the new stadium, and uh, so they they are flashing the cash. But I think they did it very. I don't know who advises them on that. There's so many people involved. I would hope the thing that Slavin Bilic was at the helm. Um, so yes, I thought it was good business. I'd like to see all of them playing. Yeah. last night but anyway we, as I say
0: we've got it as you say we've got it in strength uh, which is very reassuring mm. uh, one bit of business we did earlier in the summer uh, Dimitri Payet who was really man of the match last night absolute star James I mean he is the toast of the Premier League isn't he I everyone mean, he is really over him right now he
4: looks a real deal he's so exciting going forward he's got work rate um, watching the guy last night when I got back there's a lot of comparisons to Tevez you know, and that kind of the work rate the passion you know, the tackles the skill even the second uh, the second goal it wasn't an easy finish you know rebounded off a crossbar and he had to control it in. he looks great
2: I was going to say exactly the same thing they were both good goals but the second one it's one of those you could have skied and been forgiven for what it's with every West Ham player of any class, <laughs> the next thing you think is, when's someone going to nick him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I saw, um, I, I looked up Reece Oxford, I googled Reece Oxford, wanted to know more about the kid a couple of days ago, and Reece Oxford tapped by Man City. Uh, it was a piece in the Guardian, it was actually a flyer, it was a supposedly humorous piece, but you know, it made my heart drop, but you just wonder about anybody. How long? Wh- wh- how long well how long basically before we become the sort of club that nicks other people's players yes Mm -hmm. and i would hope and this is a whole new discussion but if we go to the new ground and we become the venue of choice in london won't be the emirates anymore for your corporate spenders we will be the place so i'm hoping that you know the reality could actually
4: happen and we could be a top club and we can you know nick other people's players (laughs) yeah i hope we learn from Tottenham. Because what Tottenham have done is sold their best players consistently. <laughs> and it hasn't worked out for them. So I hope we've learned. I think our boards seem quite sensible in that they want to hold on to the younger players. We're buying younger players. We're buying more dynamic and exciting players. And I just like think we're going to learn. And with the move about to happen, it seems as a player you'd think this is quite an exciting time a massive stadium it could all happen for us
0: yeah there was an article today on switch I noticed there uh, about someone writing that Dimitri Payet was worth the entrance fee and it's the first time they've been able to say that for a while <laughs> in terms of excitement I think I agree with that it's been, it's been a while maybe I'm, I'm thinking of Tevez but it's been a while since you've been willing to pay that money to see someone like Payet go out there and be like a really exciting creative player and um, which is really good. Another man who uh, made his debut last night, a new signing, Victor Moses, I wanted to talk about because, Matt, he looks the real deal. I don't remember him being this good at Stoke, but last night he seemed incredible. Well, he's in the right family now, isn't he? He's got the right framework around him. I
2: don't know. But anyway, <laughs> it was, it was, I'll tell you what I tweeted. I was tweeting all manner of rubbish because they were telling me to tweet, and, and I, I, I did observe. Mysteri- mysterious they. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my Ex West Ham employee. <laughs> yeah. Ex- <laughs> I just watched the second goal and the way he broke uh, and the way they connected and combined. I thought there are flashes of Brooking and Devonshire there, which yeah marks me out. Big names, yeah, they are big names. But I mean that's why I'm, I'm, I, again I don't know if I'm wandering off the point. But my heyday for West Ham was in the 80s, and seeing those two together was a thing of joy. It was a thing of absolute beauty. And now I delight in when people ask me who's your favourite football. I go Alan Devonshire, yeah. and a lot of people say who. And the thing about Dev is he he was class. and um, In tandem with Brooking, he was absolutely brilliant. And what I enjoy more than ever is that I've been privileged to go to the posh bits at West Ham, if there are such a thing. (laughs) And uh, you go in through the main door and you get those girls like, Welcome to West Ham United! (laughs) And they take your ticket. And then Dev will go back out to sign a few autographs. But the thing about Dev is that he's not aged well.
0: (laughs) He looks completely different (laughs) as well.
2: He looks like Alan Devonshire's dad. (laughs) (laughs) So he'll go out there sign a few autographs to the Cognacenti and he'll come back in and say welcome to West Ham United and they'll ask for his ticket again uh, which I think is a, an uh. absolute crime that's my favourite player one of the best players ever to, to wear a West Ham shirt I don't know how I got onto this but anyway <laughs> um, exciting players Devon Dev Brooking hmm. they were. I hope that we can get that back together with yeah. this
0: team
4: I think um, the, I went to one of those uh, dinners with the eight, 1980s team and I think that Devonshire they all call him Grandad I think that's what Tony Kerr and Tony Cotty would call him because, as you say, he's seen better days. <laughs> Gailey and Cotty, they, they, out, they, they take the mickey out of us.
2: We're the only team in the world that celebrates finishing third. <laughs> and Cotty and Gailey orchestrate this. Now, I don't know if you've been to any of their dinners, they, they're a real laugh. But I tell you, towards Christmas last year, the pair of them were bricking it
4: because <laughs> they, they thought, yeah, we could do better than third. <laughs> yeah. anyway. we, we mentioned that last night, actually. who? a conversation. What, like the 1966 World Cup team, there must be an element of them saying, I hope we never win anything while we're still alive because we won't get wheeled out anymore. <laughs> and the 85-86 team have that kind of thing. Yeah. If we finish above them, yeah. you know, if a team finishes second or, or wins something, they're going to be
0: "Ah, oh, but what you, are we yeah, going to the, do? The thing is, obviously, love the 86 team. We've, we've met a lot of them. But if in t- if we finish third this season and in 2045 they're having a dinner about it, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to... That's not a world I want to live in. <laughs> <laughs> so We're making this film about Bobby
2: Moore... Um, we'll talk about it later but uh, it's been two years in the planning and last year the World Cup of course and I'm just thinking to myself quietly if England win the World Cup
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are in a spot you know, luckily <laughs> we, we had the that
2: boys exact
4: conversation they <laughs> done us
2: proud two games and they were out
4: so it's <laughs> fantastic um, what, I should, what I want to say about Moses uh, as well as attacking with pace and his strength was his reaction when Payette scored he held his fate. He was mm. gutted that he didn't finish that goal. He like literally put his he- head in his hands. They no, all like, went up to oh! him, yeah. Because it was such a great run. He was actually gutted. But he looked great. And he just needs a bit of match fitness, doesn't he? Because he Mm. he ran out of steam towards the end.
0: But he looks really good. Matt, what did you make of Cole Jenkinson? Because he's just come back from suspension. And I thought the game against Bournemouth was one of the worst games I've ever seen a West Ham player have ever. It's really nice. It felt like he had a a kind of calm performance. What did it look like for for you? Well, the thing is, he didn't...
2: uh mark himself out, put it that way I watched the <laughs> Bournemouth one. game and I couldn't I mean Cresswell in particular, I, I couldn't understand what was going on there, you were saying that if there was betting involved, they must have paid those two <laughs> to the wrong way um, it was stunning um, but I, I, last night the fact that I, I had nothing to make note of would seem to indicate that he's back on there and Tyler again, I keep going on about Martin but he keeps going on about, he's had one game in an England shirt and he's obviously looking to get back in there, he said that during the Bournemouth game Blimey. <laughs>
4: How could yeah. you possibly do worse? Yeah. It was a horror show. <laughs>
0: um, well, we were talking about Tyler. We were having this conversation last night. Have you heard the commentary for the Liverpool-Man United game that Tyler got a lot of stick about? Ben Teke scores an overhead kick from the edge of the area and he goes, goal to Liverpool. And then Man United, this Marshall scores a goal and he uh, apparently has an orgasm. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> I, I, first I, I, do you think it was done. unfair, the kind of do. I, I was listening to that and I think he gave it um, that matter of moment when Menteke scored a fantastic goal and you know with Martin he's thinking about those trails that they put out all bloody day long on Sky and then he's thinking this is the one they're going to record and going to put out. so I think you gave that full moment but when uh, yeah, your, your 36 million pound man popped in for that one Um, I don't think that's £36 million repaid, by the way. (laughs) We'll have to see a few Um, more of those. Yeah,
0: it was a great goal. Um, Lastly, Andy Carroll coming back last night. I mean, he only played five minutes, but Matt, I mean, doesn't it? Doesn't it fill your heart with joy to see the big man back? Over over three minutes, injury-free. <laughs> no, but the thing is about Andy Carroll
2: is that if he you get over this injury, hoodoo, whatever you want to call it, he's a great player. If you watch him, or you have watched him, he never, ever misses a header. Any time he goes up for a header, he gets it. And what's more, he's great on the deck. Uh, and I would love to see him get the run that he deserves. I think he's a great player, and obviously he's getting a lot of flack from other fans and whatever, and he's earning a good screw. I think Sam sorted that out for him. Um, but. You know, I think he could earn his money
4: in the next season. Mm. Yes, I hope so. There's always that we all will him to do so well. We all want him to do so well. He got such a good reception when he was warming up and when he came on. And there was that mo- there was two moments. One with his first touch, he almost destroyed the goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one was he ch- he chased back straight away for a corner. He's defensive. He's really got that in mind. He's, you know, he gets back. He he wins headers, Mm. but he chased back and kind of slid in from behind. Quite a hefty challenge. I thought, oh no, got away with it, didn't he? Yeah, no, but I just don't want him to do that. He doesn't need to. There's ten players there. You
0: can't molly cuddle him. This is (laughs) no. You
4: can, but that's running into our. The guys attacking into our half. There's ten players to do that job. He doesn't need to run in and slide in from the back. He needs to protect himself a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny though. I I see. There's obviously a lot of comparisons with Jack Wilshere, who today's been announced is out for until Christmas, possibly, and have an operation on his leg. And you do wonder about Carroll. Is he? Has he had so many injuries that the next injury is inevitable? Do you do you think Matt he can go on a run now of fitness? Well, if if
2: it is a mathematical theorem or whatever, you. Say he's going to get another injury soon. I hope that's not true. What I'm really keen on is his interior design skills.
1: You?
2: <laughs> have you seen? Yes. Oh, you have, yeah, yeah. yeah. That his left Instagram.
4: I'd use the word garish. Remarkable. Yeah. Um, you can't buy style. No, that's what's taught um, We should mention Tompkins. He was excellent. Mm. I thought he had an excellent game yesterday. I yeah. thought uh, him and Pyatt were my standout. I thought they were great. Yeah. Um, and Randolph. Can he be dropped? <laughs> Will he be dropped? I Adrian's that. back. Can yeah. he? I don't know. I don't think he should be. I thought he made a few good saves yesterday. In fact, Sky made it look like it was all Newcastle, <laughs> um, and I don't think it was. Uh, I thought he played really well. He did good saves. There's two clean sheets on the trot. Can we? Yeah. Can he be dropped? I don't know, Matt. What do you think?
2: Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm not a manager. We all think we could be a manager, and yeah. I wouldn't mind the money and and even take the job security. Cause it's the same in my game, <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't like to make that decision. I think he's played okay, and I would tend to go with the feeling that if
4: you're doing okay then why, why change anything
0: mm, yeah well yes we'll find out
4: um and so we should just mention uh, david sullivan mentioned it on the podcast the other week mclaren could have been our manager
0: mm, he was first choice when we appointed Avram. Graham. no it was
4: billich wasn't it billich was first choice oh, right, yeah. he wanted too much money to spend mclaren was second choice and turned it down to go to wolfsburg mm. He could have been our manager. and of course, a food for thought.
0: And also, of course, the last time those two were on the touchline together, England, Wembley. Croatia. I was there for that as uh, well. And Matt, having done quite a few international games in your career, I mean, where does that one rank among the best? Yeah, fairly low. <laughs> um, the thing is, I went to the game last week, the Switzerland
2: game, and it, of course Wayne done it, and it was marvellous, and that lifted the whole thing, but how poor were we in the first yep. half? <laughs> I mean, how, how much more do we have to... Pull on people's patriotism and wallets yes. to watch that sort of stuff. I that's mean, it. I'm going to get in trouble here, but and we've been on this record-breaking unbeaten run and I think we're going to get thumped yep. yeah. in oh. the Euros. Mm. I can't see that there's any... But having said that, they had the chance there, already qualified. I don't know if they were risking the record. Maybe that's what they're thinking. But we could have really... You know, turned them over. We could have mm. gone for it, but it was so sideways. And yep.
0: anyway, that's just England and Roy Hodgson. You know, we're going down this alley. I can't stand Roy Hodgson as England manager. No. It's ter- it's, 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 we played awfully. We've got the be- we've got the worst best record <laughs> in international football.
4: Let's save this for our England podcast <laughs>
0: okay. that we don't do.
4: Uh, best start in seven years. I'll just kind of throw that in before we move on to next for West Ham. Yes. I mean it would have been so much better had we beat Bournemouth like and Leicester at home and back. The, you know, if think about where we are now considering how we felt post Leicester and post Bournemouth mm. there yeah. was some stat about
2: and I can never remember stats properly but we've scored more goals in our opening games of this season than we did in the, second in the last, last yes
4: yeah that's it that is remarkable <laughs> it's remarkable super slow it even yeah. even gets a song yeah Things uh, could be on the up. Excellent. <gasps> no, no, you can't. You can't seriously be
0: thinking that, can you? <laughs> no, no. Man City, yeah. Norwich. Yes, yeah, easy. Six points. Um, well, Matt, it's an absolute <laughs> delight to have you here in the studio with us. As we've kind of touched upon earlier in the episode, you're a big West Ham fan, and of course, you're working on this new Bobby Moore documentary. Uh, which is on Kickstarter now, raising the last little bit of funding. Um, how's things going generally with that?
2: Yeah, but I got um, my publicity. I love saying that. My people, uh, <laughs> I'll get that bit out of the way. Kickstarter. dot com. Go to the Bobby Moore page, or go to our website, Bobby com. The thing about it is, uh, we started this two years ago, and I was saying you uh, telling you earlier on. Um, Yeah, it's not a bad idea. It's too Bobby Moore and it's two years' time. It'll be the 50th anniversary of the World Cup. Uh, And I tried for Pele. I know people. I knew Paul Kemsley who looks after him now and and said, any chance? We got a half-hour interview with Pele. We didn't pay for it. He was fantastic. Took pictures with my kids who made them, you know, players of the month at their Mm. school, which was fantastic. And he couldn't have been better. I thought, well, we've gone to the top. How difficult could the rest be? And it hasn't been difficult. I mean, I've been Left Sky seven years ago. Uh, You will maybe know about the freelance world. You have an idea on a Monday, and by Thursday, some of the world's leading authorities have told you to get lost. (laughs) Yeah. But no one said it with this one So it's just rolled And we got the support of the FA Which is great We got Greg Dyke To talk about his forebears Who didn't do right by Bobby And to admit same um, We got both wives on board And the, the lucky thing for me Was that um, I grew up with Bobby My dad was a journalist Peter Lorenzo You won't remember But he was a number one As they call him on Fleet Street And he was the first commentator on ITV So he and Bobby were great mates So as a result The England captain would come Around our house for a cup of tea every now and then, which is not bad when you're a schoolboy. <laughs> and we go on holiday nice. together. And and uh, so because I knew him, but stop me if I'm going on too much. But no. because I knew him, uh, I had access to the people that knew him and that loved him. So the families and the journalists and the players. But I always thought that I followed in my dad's footsteps, and I was working at Sky. And I would say things to my boss like, "Why don't we get Bobby on this weekend? Talk about the football." And my boss would say, "Nah, it's a bit old, you know." It's a bit, oh. you know. Mm. And you cannot believe this attitude existed, uh, and that stuck with me. And sure enough, he dies. He's working for Capital Radio. No offence to Capital Radio. He's working with David Sutton, who actually gave him a job. Yeah, nobody he else did. Yeah. On the, on the the sport, um, he applied for a role, just a role within the England setup, saying, "I think I've got something to offer." The FA didn't even reply. Um, bad things happened at lower league clubs. How can somebody who's been the only person ever to lift the World Cup for our national football team and, you know, 106 cats and play so well, be rejected like he was? So that that hit me then. And, you know, 20 years on, I thought, let's redress the balance. So that's been the main kicker, if you like, Mm. to get him uh, what he deserves. So interrupt me if you like. I don't mind. But he never got a knighthood and Jeff Hurst got one and I've been working with Jeff on on this and and I've known Jeff almost as long as I knew Bobby Moore and he can't understand why he never got one Um, Bobby Charlton got one and I'm sure he would say the same um, and you can't get a posthumous knighthood you, mm. unless you're in the military. Now you can't tell me that laws can't be changed. Yeah. and If you're going to be cynical about it, Mr. Cameron, who probably doesn't have a, as firm a grip on the common working man as maybe you ought to have, but
4: he is a West Ham fan.
2: Uh, he's a West Ham fan. He's a West Ham, Aston Villa <laughs> fan. But anybody else, you tell him he's a fan of. <laughs> if he couldn't see the votes in mm. getting that law changed, and um, that would that would be terrific for me to get. I'll be the knighthood. He's so obviously deserved
0: yeah I mean we, we did we've done a Bobby Moore documentary like long ago and wh- what do you think are the reasons behind it I mean when we were looking at it it seemed to me that the Premier League was just dawning there was a kind of new era of football really dawning in this country I kind of thought that maybe the time ty- that like the time hadn't caught up yet where they were started giving away knighthoods and that there you know, was that kind of um, there was the funds or the interest to kind of create a, a hero of someone like Bobby Moore who'd, who'd made, who'd won the, the World Cup with England. Was, I mean, was he just really unfortunate to have died in 93? Do you think all that stuff would have come along?
2: Didn't help. I mean, pre-Premier League, uh, football was pretty mm. shoddy. It was Hillsborough, School mm. and there were hooligans running around, you know, and, it, and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't fashionable, if you like. Mm. So you're right on that score. Uh, I think closer to when he retired, there were people at the FA whose egos were living around the place and they were a bit worried about somebody who would actually done something coming in so there was that sort of Mm -hmm. thing also Bobby was um, his name was mixed with bad elements in life you like he had business dealings that went wrong and you know in the film that's examined and and he's exonerated but all of that doesn't help Uh, but you just you're right about the timing of these things you look at Beckham Mm. and you look at uh, Wayne Rooney uh, funnily enough Wayne Rooney wants to be involved in the film and um, we're talking to Paul Stratford about it his agent um, Wayne there are similarities there the, the working class lads who've done well with themselves and Rooney gives an awful lot of money to charity which he doesn't brag about he, he seriously doesn't tell people about and I'm quite happy to tell people that I know that he does and he he sees the link between himself and Bobby Moore and, and you know I think it would be a good idea for him to get involved
1: yeah
0: what I mean what get Wayne Rooney talking
2: about volume all that'd be yep. amazing well we got um, him on the film oh really yeah and he's saying that you know he, he obviously didn't see him play live and he's seen the video and whatever and he's an admirer he said I- I'd love it if people were talking about us in 50 years time Mm. Good luck, Wayne. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait yeah. till after the documentary is there, uh, come out and then win something. Yeah. So, <laughs> how, so, how can people get involved with the documentary, one, documentary once more? Um, well, you're, you're pressing on my
2: social media and <laughs> Kickstarter knowledge. But if you go to the Kickstarter website, yeah. you'll find the Bobby Moore movie. Or perhaps easier, if you go to um, Bobby Moore movie.com, it'll lead you to the page. And the thing is, all right, we're asking for money. So, you get perks, as they call it, in return, like two tickets to the PFA dinner, uh, a sign Brazil shirt, come and and see Pele being interviewed, things like that. But if what would really uh, please me is you, you can't just say I'm a follower, but for a quid, you can say exactly that. If you put a quid in, it would show that you're in support of Bobby Moore, getting the knighthood, seeing
0: the film come out, and it would make me realise that the last two years... Have been worth doing, <laughs> and there's also uh, we touched about it just outside before we started this uh, that your people have said you're going <laughs> to do a, a Reddit Ask Me Anything when it was this weekend. At some point. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I,
2: I couldn't remember a lot, my lines there. Yeah, it's
0: uh, half
2: three. I'm told before the the Man City game, mm. and you can ask me anything <laughs> on the
0: West Ham subreddit on Reddit. You, you say it again. Because I <laughs> check that out yeah. so half three this Saturday Matthew Renzo reddit subreddit
4: Fastball. we have a lot of young people who listen they'll know exactly what <laughs> down with the kids young people <laughs> <laughs> a lot of youth
0: <laughs> um, shall we call Mark Ward yes. so joining us now we've got uh, a West Ham winger much love hero of the 86 team Mark Ward good Welcome evening
1: how
0: are you yeah very well you were down there last night we noticed you on the pitch at half time Mark what did you make of the game
1: yeah, it was great to be invited, uh, the game, great result, um, I fancied West Ham last night after being up at uh, Anfield uh, a few weeks ago and, and witnessing them winning 3-0, ah. uh, but great to see all the boys from 86 as well last night, and uh, you know, we all went out to the pitch and done a little bit in the lounges and that, so uh, it was to celebrate our victory in 86 of uh, 8 goals to 1, which was a very famous game.
4: I thought when you said that we all went out on the pitch, I thought you were going to say we all went out on the piss because uh, <laughs>
1: uh, TC was suggesting
4: well, uh, McAvaney had had a few beers.
1: Well, I did have a few beers <laughs> with, with Frank after we'd been on the pitch, and uh, <laughs> you know it was uh, you know I've, I've had plenty of them in the past, and uh, obviously everyone knows that we signed on the same day, and you know that season of '86 was, was fantastic, uh, but you know it was great great result last night, and I think they've had a great start.
4: Mm. What do you think about the new additions that uh, Bilic has made to the squad?
1: Well, I was up in a couple of the boxes and uh, sat with Frank, and uh, we had a talk. And I was talking to one of the agents who brought uh, Payet and Sarko there. And uh, obviously, when he scored the second goal, his, his eyes lit up again because it was as if like uh, another couple of notes were put on the, at the end of his uh, how much he's worth. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's had a great start. Um, no great signings. I thought Moses has done well, and I was not worried because I thought, you know, they've gone out there and they spent the money and after just bought players for the sake of it. And will they all gel together? Um, and the results have, have come. Obviously, the Bournemouth game and the Leicester game are disappointments, but you know they've got that first win now at home, uh, and hopefully they'll just go on and uh, do very, very well this season. I hope. Good.
0: We were having a chat earlier, Mark. Are you worried that this team might eclipse the achievements of the side of '85, '86 at this stage? Are you pissed now or what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: they said, "I'm telling you now. We, we were in the Lanzas' so Park. said our team would still be that team. So, you know, if we put our team up, we beat them. We'd beat them easily. <laughs> uh, and I think, for, I think Phil so was saying You know, he, he said last night when he got up on the uh, in the Legends House, he said." He said, that we wouldn't just beat them. He said, we'd beat them by three. Ah. So um, it's, it's like this. You look, it's very hard to gauge between uh, generations. And I know it was a long time ago, but I think, uh, you know, player to player as well, as you, as you look through the side, I, I think you probably pick a lot more of our players uh, than the team from last night. But I don't want to get into all that. Uh, that's just all of our opinions as, as well. Um. And, uh, we had a very fantastic team
4: and what, what is it like being down we don't have many of those nights left but bowling under the lights is always quite a, a, a special time what's it like see yeah. it being down there do you miss it
1: well I am going to miss it and uh, over the last well since I've finished playing I've always been invited to West Ham you know I, I am an Evertonian hammer uh, you know the, I'm an Evertonian through and through but I love my West Ham and uh, every time I go there I welcomed in open arms and uh, you know part of the West Ham family and the history. And I'm so proud of that. It's just a pity that season. Everyone remembers it that we just didn't have, you know, the luck really at the end uh, to, to clinch the title. But you know, we go down as legends, and it's a bit, a bit false as far as I'm concerned because we only finished third, and the uh, but you know, it's the highest i have ever finished. And I remember last season uh, when they were flying high, uh, people were saying, "Oh, can we finish in the top six And I said. I remember saying to uh, Mick, he made no room staying with his, his son, Gary, all big West Ham fans, and I think West Ham was 16 points ahead of uh, Everton, and I had a little uh, better, at had a bullseye that we'd finish above West Ham, because they always do, Everton, and uh, obviously we bet come up, because I think we, we finished above West Ham by one goal or something, or three goals. <laughs> so I think the West Ham fans can get carried away at times because of... Uh, you know, was so desperate for success, and uh, you know when they were in the top four last season, was it? Uh, you know, they were saying that they were really fancying themselves, and I think after beating Liverpool and Arsenal, you know, uh, they've got to be realistic, and I think a top, you know, top ten, or even a top six finish will be will be an outstanding season for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we've been asking this of everyone who comes on the podcast, but obviously, this is the last season at Upton Park, how much are you going to miss, miss it and what are your special memories of the place?
1: Well, you know, I was lucky enough to, to sign from Oldham Athletic and uh, I just love playing there. It's a great theatre for football because the crowd was so close to here and uh, the atmosphere was electric in, the, in the, uh, the evening games. And, you know, we were talking collectively last night and I, I said to Tony and Frank, I said, you know what, I played for some of the big teams afterwards and some great players, I said, but it's the only team I played in I in the second half of the season that when we were going out at Upton Park and, you know, the night games or even Saturday afternoon, it was like, if, not if we were going to win, but how many are we going to win by today? You know what I mean? That, that's how confident and good the team was. You know, how many of only going to get today? And that's, that's the way it was. But I missed the atmosphere because uh, you're not going to be able to get like that anywhere in the world you know, have a Olympic stadium and uh, you know it's progress we're moving on uh, to be honest I'd rather be still at Upton Park but uh, it's not to be and I'll be there as many times as I can be this season I'm at the Norwich game and I'm at the Everton game uh, and hopefully I'll be at the last game uh, I know it's against Swansea so hopefully I get an invite or I'm sure I'll be there on the day
2: well, Matt here I I'll just uh Telling the lads Sorry, about how uh, Gailey and Cotty were a bit worried about the boys of 86 running out of steam before Christmas last year. They were worried about they might have had a West Ham team that was going to finish second or even first, but luckily they did as proud and, and didn't quite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just, uh, you know, uh, West Ham is desperate for success, especially in lead positions. And, uh, you know, there was one fact, Matt, that uh, Dev, I think he, he, he brought it up not long ago, when was the last time they finished with a plus goal difference? And it was 1986. Uh, you know, look at the record. They finished fifth, I think, under Harry, but they were still minus goals at the end of the season. So, And someone asked me the question, it was a while back I'd done something, and they were saying, why do you think that is marked? I said, because in '86, I don't know what our goal difference was, but it was well in the pluses. Um, and I think what it was, we could go away from home and win 1-0 you know what I mean he'd have an outstanding game but we were very good defensively and uh, but when we did uh, get in front we, we nailed like uh, Chelsea 4-0 away you know Newcastle 8-1 at home well there's 12 goals isn't it you know what I mean so you know we didn't let them we didn't let them get up we were ruthless in that aspect of finishing games off especially at home and I think sides you know it was a big surprise to me when I found out that fact and uh That they've never had a a plus goal difference to the end of the season since '86, so it just shows you how difficult it is. Mm.
0: Well, hopefully that might all change when we move to the Olympic Stadium
1: and create some new memories. Yeah, well they're doing okay. Doing okay at the moment with the plus. uh, I think the plus five now or something like that. So, but uh, you know it's a long old season, and you know I'm I'm excited that we will win games, and you know I think the, the Leicester, it's pleased that Leicester have been a good side. And uh, what a good team they've been this season, the Foxes there and Bournemouth. But you know, uh, Slavin's done well, and with Julian there as well to uh, help them out. where all goes well.
0: Excellent. And thank you as well for all the fantastic memories you've given us down Upton Park down the years. Not a problem. Thanks Family so much. Cheers. Cheers as we touched on earlier in the show, the News Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by 888sport.com. And West Ham play Man City this weekend at the Etihad Stadium. And if James, if you were to put £10 on West Ham to beat Man City, you get triple the odds on your first bet and it will pay out £315 should West Ham beat Man City. Do you, th- do you think that is a bet you will be placing? Uh, that is one round for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah are your high-class clubs. (laughs) Uh, And you too could afford to drink with James Longman if you won that bet. Man City away this weekend. £10 bet, triple the odds, gets you £315. That's 888sport.com forward slash West Ham okay Mark Ward there fantastic memories that's interesting in do you think
4: uh, 85-86 team would beat this team that's an interesting yeah. thought
0: well apparently it's 2-0 according to Mark Ward isn't it <laughs> <That's what it's laughs> he really was there wasn't any doubt in his mind was <laughs>
4: there <laughs>
0: tweet, tweet us or email
4: us what, yeah. who do you think would win this team or the 85-86 yeah. team yeah. podcast that's interesting. at KMB.com.
0: Um we should touch on X Hammers having an amazing weekend last weekend <laughs> uh, Maiga Hatchick Jarvis having the game of his life Barami <laughs> why with him. he well, got I'm, sent off he got sent off it was, so. I was watching, so I was
4: watching uh, Sky Sports the Saturday afternoon obviously with us without a match and it's just constant updates with ex-West Ham players Jarvis obviously scored a well taken goal Brahmi sent off Downing scored uh, Sears scored Moncur scored and Lansbury scored <laughs> that is a hell of a weekend for yeah. West Ham players are it's- we cursed Matt? no it's the academy isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we just supply them <laughs> uh, it is de- one thing I'm going to quickly say Downing zip it stop going on about it he keeps coming out of more comments about West Ham and why he went to Middlesbrough and that we can't do very well and he wants to be challenging for something. I don't know why he's doing it. No. Leave. I've got good memories of him. Just why keep talking?
0: But where do you stand on downing that?
2: Uh, I was surprised that he went. I don't. We never really know the ins and the outs but he was one that I would have kept uh, on performances, you know, over the, over the seasons, um, and I don't know why he's, he's gobbling off. Either, yeah, because the deal is done, and it happens all the time, and and people have short memories. or they should have short memories about that sort of thing, yeah. especially in the view of the fact that we've done quite well since.
4: Mm. Down in as Sullivan told us to our faces, wanted to go. He called him up three times, five times, was it? Saying, "I want to leave. Let me go." So why he was allowed to leave? Why keep going on about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, Mr. that annoys me because I liked him and now I don't
0: Yeah, <laughs> and now we've got this new feature called West Ham Way of the Week where, where uh, we are you to send in things that could only have happened to West Ham i.e. something that is the West Ham Way James Charlton uh, as I just mentioned Maiga scoring a hat trick on his debut in Saudi Arabia I mean come on West Ham Way of the there. Gary Chambers beating Arsenal away and then and then going after Barton earlier this season. Uh, Big George. Billy, said, yeah, Billy Bonds
4: quoted uh, about the West Ham Way style over winning. And apparently, Billy Bonds said, All that happy losers stuff is cobblers. I hate losing. <laughs> yeah.
0: We also had HCAT83 on Twitter get in touch. My great granddad played for Thames Ironworks in 1895. So I have 120 years of agony in my blood. <laughs> Albert Catling played three times at right back. Someone took it off Wikipedia might start fading like back to the future (laughs) future. i
4: love that i got really excited about that henry his great granddad played for thames ironworks that is amazing
0: yeah got
4: really excited about that yeah and he said that someone's taken it off wikipedia so he's going to try and get it back Mm. um but that is good he's got it in his blood that is a great that is a
0: great story
4: (laughs) uh who else got dave Dave blackwell this is uh Quite dark, but also my favourite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I work part time as a carer, and it was really painful last season to go to work on Mondays to, set, to have the piss taken out of me by a room full of people with learning disabilities. <laughs> David Morphet. <laughs> <Warford. laughs> I mean, was that worse that much <laughs> in <of> the week? <laughs> it's the PC way of the week that's for sure yeah, when you, said, that. you actually said to me at the start did you read them all? and I hadn't <laughs> <laughs> like,
4: you know, he's a carer yeah. he's a good man yeah. he does a good job and he's yeah. still getting the mick
0: taken yeah. of him good good uh, Pete Harcourt every time I go to West Ham I always put uh, one pound on four three each way he was running late for the Bournemouth game so I didn't that's his West Ham way yeah but I think that's just being a muppet yeah uh, Dan, Dan Slevin another Kiwi no it's the missing apostrophe and it's what we're here for a contraction of it is what we are here for not to mention the missing full stop after winning there's
4: been a lot of talk the, about the punctuation on that sign it's a sign in the, dressing, in the room. dressing room it says winning is what we're here for there's a lot yeah. of talk
0: about punctuation on that yeah. sign that's been auctioned off
4: that sign as well at the end of this season yeah. that's gone
0: uh, and then lastly Richard Archbold I listened to your new feature this morning on the way to work I have always thought that this thing typifies West Ham Is that, uh, one of the things that typifies West Ham is shortly after signing Carlos Tevez surely one of the best shirt sellers in clubs history the club shop sold out of the letter V <laughs> so as a premiership club we could not even <laughs> source some letters yeah he sent he sent a
4: picture of uh, a sign up on the window yeah. that yeah. says we are out of a letter V he <laughs> said, they've got Tevez but no V's <laughs> he's wearing a lot of T's <laughs> <laughs> on the back of shirts. Uh, That is an excellent example. Yeah.
0: Matt, any any West Ham ways that you've thought down the years, thought, well, that could only happen to to West Ham?
4: I I just love the crowd at West Ham. They're
2: they're quite brilliant. I've only played on the pitch there once. I'm not a very good footballer. It makes me a professional hypocrite. But Stevie Potts had a testimonial. 1997, it was. Uh, There was Rod Stewart, David Essex, Bradley (laughs) Walsh. Um, I couldn't miss the chance to play. And we're in the dressing room, and uh, they said, who's going to play in Garth? I'll playing goal because i thought i can't play outfield no i I could just prance about in the goal and i put my goalkeeper shirt over my west ham shirt this is my excuse by the way and i ran out and onto the pitch i was doing my warm-up exercises and blah 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 and this voice behind me in the bobby moore stand went oi matt (laughs) and i'd I'd read in various footballers biographies you don't talk to the crowd you know you just go (laughs) matt Anyway, eight mats later, I turned
0: around and I said, What? He goes, Would you like another pie? <laughs> 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 they've got such good bands haven't they West Ham fans. yes very yeah. good bands there was some
4: right. good chances last night actually
0: um, so reveal what is the West Ham way of the week what's what, your pick out well I of that think or? mine
4: has to be the Moses reaction I mean a West Ham no, player no, seems I, we'd, we'd score a goal and look disappointed <laughs> <laughs>
0: that seems to be so. a, a West Ham moment yeah yeah agreed get in touch with your West Ham way of the week podcast at kumb.com up next um, we've got Man City but actually before we touch on that uh, Matt we, we asked Mark Ward then what his bowling memories are what uh, what for you were the standout obviously it's our last season up to Park what the, for you were the standout memories
2: I think the further away they are the, the more rose tinted it becomes I, I used to go at the North Bank what I loved about standing on the North Bank is that you could get there whatever time you like but your space was always there and even though you, you, know, you weren't in marked seats or whatever the people around you were the same people I used to love the fact that Percy Dalton's bloke would come and sling the 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 bag over to you and other things I was privileged because my dad was a a reporter so he used to take me there uh, and there was no question of a ticket he'd have one and we'd walk up and there'd be those commissionaires with all the gear on and the hats and there'd be about 92 and he'd go "All right, Eric and Eric'd go oh fine Peter he goes how's Mabel and I (laughs) thought that is class he's got Eric's name but he's got his wife's name Mm -hmm. and we just got swept in and I do I do miss that sort of thing about football it wasn't a commercial enterprise then it was uh, it was based on uh, far calmer virtues if you like far nicer virtues I do miss that
0: mm. yeah we have lost some of that haven't we I suppose um, right uh, modern football we're going to some. Uh, going to a team that spent a lot of money in Man City Matt uh, this was a game that the chairman said it's the one fixture he doesn't feel like we could get something out of this season Man City away but um, what are your predictions for what will befell us this weekend?
2: Well, um, I I tend to disagree there because I was busy tweeting. Uh, <laughs> Nonsense. To my publicity <laughs> people's follow-up. I don't know what I was doing. Barbara, I'm The team <laughs> of hundreds. Yeah, as I stepped <laughs> out <laughs> my my trainer, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was getting very excited last night and uh, I tweeted something like: Man City must be bricking themselves. Because, let's face it, we've, we've dispatched Arsenal, we've dispatched Liverpool, and we've done that by losing at home. We've now won at home. I mean, what sort of team are we that's going out there? And mm. let's face it, nil-nil they were before they nicked it against Palace at yeah. well, the very last minute, wherever mm. it was. Um, I think they're there for the taking. They're shaky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> they're pumping they some own. sort of gas in this studio I think you've lost it it's very hot in it <laughs> uh, so what are you predicting then Matt like, uh, well better than last time how's yeah, that yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah yeah I guess you know what actually I think that is the thing about the difference in the start of this season and the last season it was very hopeless towards that second half of the season yep. you wouldn't have thought like I never imagined for one minute we'd get anything against Man City at the moment i feeling like maybe a result is possible where do you stand yes, but
4: this is uh, where we trip up yeah. when we get stupidly optimistic mm. and we get any manner of confidence and mm. that is where it all goes horribly wrong <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to they're the only team I've watched and I've thought oh they look really good mm. um, and I think we'll probably lose 3-1 3-1. I, I rarely predict a loss, but I can't see us getting anything out of City.
2: If hope. we win, it could be it could be worse. Yes, if we won that, then oh. there'd be Champions League. I also tweeted in my lunacy last night that um, I'm wondering if I get European tickets with my season ticket next season because <laughs>
4: Chelsea don't do that, by the way. No. Yeah,
0: Arsenal, I don't think do. No.
4: I, don't. I hope it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea in a relegation exactly. scrap that fills me with such joy
0: I mean, even Chelsea this... losing fills me with such joy yeah. I can't well, he describe it would have been it. in the relegation if Newcastle no, one last no. night <laughs> but, but this conversation is so West Ham we're <laughs> talking about problems of whether the European tickets will come with us this year <laughs> how quickly we forget uh, I think I, I'm going to go for a draw hopefully we'll be able to pin him down Village seems to be organised away from home for the big yes. games he's a big game manager yeah. and this it doesn't get much bigger than this at the moment
2: and the fair play league that's out the
4: window Already oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I yeah. like the way we cut that out early <laughs> doors. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm
4: pleased Spurs are in
0: Europe still. Yeah, yeah. Because they are going to keep falling. Yeah, fingers crossed. Excellent, Matt. Thank you very much for joining us. I believe you're a force on Twitter as you've touched on a few times. Apparently, I, watch, I am. Yeah. What's your it's Twitter only, handle?
4: Uh, Lorenzo at Lorenzo Matthew there you that's go great. well he has people tweeting for him one of them <laughs> 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 they take they do shifts <laughs> yeah excellent thank you very and, much and Bobby Moore good. you go to uh, Kickstarter Kickstarter order Bobby Moore website is bobbymoormovie.com that's the one remember so even a
0: quid helps yeah yeah sounds really sounds like a really exciting project James thank you very much pleasure we'll speak to you after the Man City game in the meantime come you on your on your eyes.